to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Today we're joined by Jeff Lyash, President and CEO of the Tennessee Valley Authority. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. So, Jeff, uh, we've got obviously a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, there's been a, a ton of information uh, in, in terms of news flow from TVA in the last uh, week or so. So, um, Wanted to start with one of those uh, bits of, of news um, related to um, financial results. TVA recently announced second quarter fiscal year 2021 results. Um, so wanted to give you an opportunity to discuss uh, anything you'd like to highlight from those results. Yeah, certainly. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, I hope your listeners are staying so- safe and healthy. You know, first, just let me say that uh, it's a, quite a privilege and an honor to be part of the public power industry in, in the United States. I think it's uh, it's they are great institutions, TVA included, but more broadly, all the members of APPA uh, out there are working hard every day to keep the lights on, uh, keep it reliable and keep it at a low rate for uh, for uh, the citizens of the country. Yeah, if I just turn to TVA for a minute, uh, I I would like to highlight the great work that our employees do and that the partnership between TVA's uh, employees and our organization and local power companies, 153 that we serve across the seven state region, that that is really how we derive uh, these great results. The commitment to service from the 10,000 TVA employees, our 12,000 contract partners and our 153 local power companies is really uh, what it's all about. This quarter's earnings call and financials call was is really built on a decade worth of focus. You know, TVA I think has done a great job at focusing on establishing state of the arts governance, installing a discipline in the organization, the kind of discipline that you see in the the best companies operationally and financially. Uh, investing about $15 billion in strengthening our assets. And the net result of that is, is a reduction in cost, $800 million a year of O&M savings on an ongoing basis, $7 billion worth of debt retired, able to hold price, which is uh, uh, base rates plus fuel, flat for more than a decade. And we expect to hold it flat uh, for the next decade. That puts us on a very strong financial footing, and it allows us to partner with our local power companies. Uh, For those LPCs, 142 out of 153 of them have entered into a long-term partnership agreement with us, and that's allowed us to lower their rates uh, 3.1%. It also allowed us to provide a performance dividend based on our, our results to those LPCs this year of about two and a half percent rate reduction. That's $200 million a year in a pandemic relief credit when people need it most. So, you know, the things I'd like to highlight really are that this is the result of a decade worth of investments, sets us up extremely well for the next decade. It's a credit to our employees and a credit to the partnership that is public power. Uh, great. Um, so one of the things that we've covered regularly in terms of TVA news is um, developments uh, in terms of economic development uh, activities. Um, so wanted to know if you could uh, provide our listeners uh, what you think are the key selling points that TVA 
uh, offers to attract new companies uh, and and also engage ex- existing businesses and industries. Sure. Yeah, this is really a multi-faceted value proposition. So TVA is uh, transmission system, the second largest in the country, about 16,000 miles of high voltage transmission, has been 99.999% reliable, five nines of reliability for 20 years. It's arguably the most reliable transmission system in the, in the country. The second is uh, we have a very diverse portfolio of generating assets. Uh, nuclear, gas, hydro, wind, solar. We have a diminishing reliance on coal, but still have some coal. So the diversity of our generation portfolio also adds reliability, stability, and risk reduction. Our price, from a retail point of view, is uh, lower than 75% of the utilities in the country. But uh, perhaps more importantly, our industrial ro- rates are top decile, meaning in the lowest 10% in the country. And the last item I'm highlight here is we've been very successful at reducing our environmental footprint, most notably greenhouse gas emissions. We've reduced greenhouse gas emissions by 63% since the 2005 benchmark, and we're on track to reduce them by 80% over the next 15 years. So all of that, when you take the value proposition combined, which is high reliability, resilient, low cost, and low carbon intensity, this is really a a portfolio of value that is what's needed today, or at least it, it produces what I think of as a strategic advantage for the Tennessee Valley, when businesses are looking to invest long-lived capital and bet their business on their energy supplier. And that is key to economic development. And I think you can see that uh, when you, for example, think about uh, General Motors. We, uh, just this year, helped to recruit General Motors' electric vehicle platform here to the Tennessee Valley. And then on top of that, building off of that, we recruited the LG and uh, GM joint venture on their Ultium battery manufacturing facility here. That is several billion dollars worth of investment and thousands of jobs. And big part of the reason they're here, as I said, is low cost, high reliability, stability and certainty of rates a lowering carbon footprint, and our ability to cite new-to-the-world renewables for them as part of their corporate objectives, that value proposition, I think, is is a key to having a successful economic development program in this day and age. Great. Uh, then, so the, the, the lowering um, carbon uh, is a great segue to the, to the next question that I had for you. And this is this garnered a lot of uh, headlines uh, across the country, which was news that um, TVA's board recently approved resolution endorsing a TVA document um, that established a series of decarbonization milestones over the next three decades. And there's an aspirational goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2050. So could you um, outline for our listeners what, what are the key elements of the document endorsed by the TVA board? 
Yeah, what, what the TVA board approved last week in our board meeting was TVA's strategic intent and guiding principles that really maps out where we're going to take the organization, as you said, over the next several uh, decades. And it, it really involves, um, it really involves uh, a focus on continuing to modernize our portfolio of assets uh, to uh, that includes retiring our remaining coal units by 2035. It includes building 10,000 megawatts of solar. That's a 24-fold increase. Uh, continuing to leverage very effectively our natural gas and nuclear and hydroelectric assets uh, in order to hold prices low, uh, hold reliability and resilience high, and do that at a very affordable price. Now, if you just focus on greenhouse gas emissions for a second, we've reduced them by 63% as of 2020 against that 2005 benchmark. Uh, we're executing a plan that will get us to 70% reduction by 2030 and about 80% by 2035. Uh, we have an aspiration of being at net zero by 2050, but it takes a development of technology at a commercial scale and at an acceptable cost in order to close up that last 20% or accelerate it. And very importantly, to be able to satisfy increasing demand for electricity as we electrify the economy to reduce economy-wide carbon. Transportation, a prime example of, of that. And so, you know, the overall thrust here is to build the energy system of the future over the next 15 years, drive carbon as cost effectively as we can to that 80 percent target. And then this technology agenda that we're going to support is the pathway to take us to zero uh, while still maintaining uh, rates low and reliability high. And so, in a nutshell, that's that's what we're going to try to do here. Great. Um, so, kind of just drilling down further in terms of um, generation mix, um, TVA's uh, you know been on the cutting edge in terms of uh, new approaches uh, in terms of nuclear technology, uh, small modular reactors being an example. Um, so, in recent news, uh, as you know, TVA uh, disclosed it's going to partner with Kairos Power to assist with the deployment of a low power um, demonstration reactor. So, at it. A two-part question for you. Can you provide additional details on that project and also talk about TVA's exploration of uh, small modular nuclear reactors? Yeah, I, cer I certainly can. And, and let me take those questions, those two questions in the reverse order. So uh, TVA um, right now operates the third largest nuclear fleet in the country. So about 43% of our energy currently comes from nuclear. When you combine that with our hydro and renewables fleet, 60% of our energy is already carbon-free. So, so with respect to nuclear, our first priority is preserve, extend, and leverage the existing fleet. But one of the things we recognize is to, to really close that last 20% reduction gap I talked about and to put TVA in a position to provide the energy that's going to be necessary, for example, to electrify transportation. Um, we need a portfolio of technologies, and one of the key ones is additional nuclear. And so we are focused in this area 
uh, on two primary thrusts. The first is we have the country's only early site permit for small modular reactors at our Clinch River site. That early site permit can accommodate multiple units and multiple designs. Uh, and we are in the process now of doing the final environmental impact statements necessary in order to be uh, positioned to build on that site. In the, uh, in the near term, we're looking at light water small modular reactors uh, to deploy on Clinch River because it is fundamentally proven technology, uh, 50 years worth of experience ready to be built. And we think those designs can have a material impact on the energy sector and greenhouse gas reductions in the 2030s. But looking beyond that, there are generation four or advanced reactors that hold great promise. Uh, promise because they're another leap forward in safety. Promise because um, uh, their spent fuel, if you will, is easier to manage, although, it, although it's clearly safe and manageable for the current fleet, even uh, easier to manage for SMRs, or rather for generation four technologies. And so that's where the partnership with Kairos fits in. It, it's a, it's a, a fluoride salt cooled reactor that uses something called triso fuel. It's very inherently safe. Those designs are very flexible. But there's a lot of engineering and development work that needs to be done. And so even as we're considering building light water small module reactors at Clinch River, we're also engaged with Kairos on the next generation of technologies and building a test scale reactor because we think in the late 2030s and through 2050s, those uh, types of nuclear technologies can be very impactful as well. Great. Um, so just switching gears here a little, um, in, our, in our newsletter um, that APPA produces, we've covered a number of specific um, projects that have flowed from TVA's Green Invest program. So could you describe that program for our listeners and also just highlight any specific projects that, that you want to point out? Yes, yeah. And, and if you don't mind, I, just one other point on the nuclear program, and then I'll sure. go right to your Green Invest question. Mm -hmm. You know, T TVA is headed down this path on SMRs and advanced reactors, certainly to benefit our customers. But I think it's important that TVA has a role in supporting the nation. Uh, and so we're working with the Department of Energy and the federal government, uh, because if TVA were to move down this path and successfully field these units, it would really be a powerful leap forward for the nation's energy supply. And TVA is ready to lead in this area if the nation needs it to lead. So Having said that, let me turn to your question on the Green Invest program. Um, yeah, we uh, TVA for about 20 years supported the development of the solar industry by, by uh, providing pretty substantial subsidies for rooftop solar. And it, it helped to create the industry in the valley, which is now mature. So we moved away from that and focused on building utility-scale solar 100, 200, 300 megawatts at a, uh, in a project, and building that to serve the TVA system and therefore our local power companies. But we also recognize that that businesses, institutions, cities 
have an appetite for renewables uh, that that uh, that we really need to be prepared to satisfy. So we created a portfolio of solar programs. Uh, Green Invest is the headline program, and here we will um, build uh, solar and uh, and allocate that solar to a local power company or directly to a business that has the appetite for it because of their corporate objectives. And, and if there is an incremental price to the solar above our system price, then the benefiting party pays that delta. So it doesn't force other customers to subsidize that solar, but they get the renewable energy credits for that solar. It flows from us to them uh, to satisfy their objectives. And this has been incredibly uh, popular. Um, a couple of examples, um, you know, that GM plant uh, in, in attracting them, they wanted 200 megawatts of solar associated with their electric vehicle manufacturing plant. And so we build that solar and we flow that uh, energy and recs through to them, if you will. A uh, great example. Similarly, um, it, Vanderbilt University wanted to cover their energy needs with 100% solar. And so again, they needed uh, 70 megawatts to do that. And so we uh, contracted with them to provide them with that 70 megawatts off of our Green Invest program. And maybe the third example, and perhaps one of the best, is the sit right here in the city of Knoxville, Knoxville Utility Board, KUB, uh, wanted to be 20% solar. And so we worked with them to site over 500 megawatts of solar. And um, they are one of, the, um, uh, one of the highest solar penetrations of any city in the country now. And the advantage of doing it through our Green Invest program is we can build this solar anywhere on our 16,000-mile transmission system to get the lowest land cost, least environmental impact, we can do it in large projects that produce lower costs, and we can allocate out fractions of those projects to interested parties. And any part of our build that doesn't get allocated to a, to a buyer, it goes uh, generically into our system because we have an appetite uh, for ourselves. And sort of the last comment I'd just make here quickly is we also put a flexibility provision in place with our local power companies to allow them to build um, distributed generation in their system to serve customers. It tends to be a smaller scale, uh, but if I aggregate all that together, that by itself is gonna ultimately, we think, produce 2000 megawatts of solar distributed across the local power company systems. Great, um, and so turning to the topic of electric vehicles, um, TVA and several IOUs recently announced a plan to ensure that EV drivers would have access to um, seamless network of charging stations connecting major highway systems. So, which if it comes once once that comes to fruition, that seems like that would be a significant uh, development as it relates to EVs. So, I wanted to know if you could talk further about that specific plan and, and any other things you want to talk about as it relates to uh, TVA and electric vehicles. I think electric vehicles is going to be a very important technology over the next couple of decades. You know, TVA has three elements to its mission. Uh, energy, 
affordable, reliable energy, economic stewardship, uh, which means we should be looking to leverage, preserve and leverage our natural environment, including engaging in things like economy-wide decarbonization, and economic development, produce, attracting capital and jobs and producing an economic development advantage uh, for the seven states that we serve. Okay, so how does EVs fit into that? Well, um, uh, electric vehicles at at today's price of electricity, TVA's price of electricity, and at to TVA's today greenhouse gas emission intensity per unit of electricity, replacing your gas vehicle, uh, gasoline-powered vehicle with an electric vehicle would save you as a customer $1,000 a year in fuel cost, and it would reduce the greenhouse gas emissions uh, of your vehicle by roughly 50%. That's the displaced gasoline with the um, less the, uh, the carbon we emit as we generate. So save $1,000 and cut your greenhouse gas footprint in half. So this fits all three parts of our mission. It, uh, and oh, by the way, your fuel cost now become your electricity cost, and those dollars stay in the valley, what you do spend. They stay here locally and produce jobs. So this is the basis for us moving into uh, electric vehicles. We see it as a key technology. And in thinking about TVA's role, uh, we first partnered with the state of Tennessee and helped create an, an electric vehicle roadmap. How do you move from here to substantial penetration? And we are systematically working the elements of that roadmap. Um, we've established policies as a regulator that set a flat and low public charging rate. We have established um, uh, regulatory policies around how to invest and how to recover investments in EV infrastructure. We've established policies that will, under, under acceptable conditions, allow our local power companies and TVA to permit resale of electricity at retail for the purposes of public charging. Uh, and, and finally, the, the step that we took recently was to partner first with the state of Tennessee in what we call the Fast 50. This is a high-voltage DC charging facilities every 50 miles on the thoroughfare. So you should not be at all concerned about getting in your car in Johnson City and driving to Memphis and whether you're going to have access along the highway system to safe, clean, and predictable charging infrastructure. Um, it was a, a strong idea, and as a result, a number of our neighboring utilities in the South U.S. joined in in a coalition to make this a reality for, for a, a large part of the Southeast. This, this basically goes to addressing the range anxiety issue. And so we're gonna continue to push down this path because we think it, um, it saves customers money, it lowers economy-wide greenhouse gas emissions, and we think in the long run, it's gonna be part of a broader economic development advantage um, that will attract business. Tennessee is already the third largest manufacturer of electric vehicles in the country with Volkswagen, Nissan, and now GM here. 
And uh, those are the jobs of the future, and we intend for them to be here. Great. So um, my, my wrap-up question um, gets back to APPA and TVA and the fact that, that, that we both share common interests in terms of ensuring public power and local power company interests um, are maintained in the Valley. Um, so in that context, where do you see the greatest areas of, of collaboration opportunities to collaborate between APPA and TVA moving forward? Yeah, I, I think that um, uh, probably first and foremost is to ensure that we together are educating policymakers, elected officials, business leaders on what is public power and why does it work? And what is the value that it's delivering to our collective customers? It is, uh, that's got to be a constant theme because folks do not quite understand this oftentimes. And it's our obligation to help them understand. Uh, you know, some things, uh, a free market uh, and competition will drive to the best answer. In this business, making sure you stay focused on the people you serve and planning long-term, not short-term, for success, I think is imperative. And public power does that uh, very well. And that, that's coming from a lifelong investor-owned utility guy. So education is, um, is important. I, I think we uh, can work together on uh, helping to ensure that the right policies, regulations, and posture are put in place to recognize and support that value proposition. And beyond that, I, I, I think there are, over the next decade, uh, there are going to be a lot of opportunities for us to take technology and apply it to our sector and, um, and to build business models and operating models around that technology and ha having a broad national coalition to help work through that process because we are not in competition. We're all focused on service, I, I think would be a pretty powerful uh, area for us to collaborate. Right. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time today to speak with us. Uh, it's been truly enlightening to hear everything that's going on in TVA these days. And, um, you know, I, I would say, as with, I've said with a lot of our guests recently in particular, uh, given everything that's going on in TVA, we'd love to have you back at some point, maybe later this year, to hear an update on some of the things we discussed today. I'd be glad to do it, Paul. You invite me and I'll come. All right. Thanks again, Jeff. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.